Okay, so this episode, we're going to talk about my wrestling with the fear of public speaking for my whole life. And then the next episode, we're going to talk about how I cured it. So I'll say that uh, I just gave a talk at Full Stack EU. I just literally got back off the plane last night and it went really well. And I wasn't scared at all. And it it was just like kind of a milestone for me. It went, uh, the talk went really well. I delivered it smoothly. I was not nervous for the days leading up, the months leading up, the weeks leading up. I was a little bit nervous the day before and a little bit nervous the morning of, but I don't know if that will ever go away. Um, like I had breakfast that morning and I was the first speaker. So that kind of demonstrates my level of anxiety. Like I could eat and I mingled with people and just hung out and whatever. I was very comfortable and I, I think I did really well. And I, I don't know, it was everything I wanted it to be. And for me, it was uh, a, a milestone in my career or myself, my life, myself as a person self thing. I, I don't know. It was just, it was a milestone. It felt really good. And I want to talk about it. So this episode, we're going to talk about uh, my history with public speaking. So maybe you can identify with some of the things that I've gone through. And then next episode, like I said, we'll talk about how I cured it. Dun, dun, dun. So the history, my first experience public speaking, I was probably six years old and I was in a play at a little Catholic school called uh, the Velveteen Rabbit. You're probably familiar. And I was the doctor and I was supposed to deliver a line. And I, this was all, this is like early memory stuff. You know, those really foggy early life memories. This is in that bank. And the only reason that I remember it is because it was traumatizing. (laughs) I had one line to deliver. I practiced it a ton. And, uh, when it came time for me to deliver it, I stared out into the audience and I totally blanked and I was a deer in the headlights. And after a little bit, I realized I have to say something or I'm ruining this play. So I said, it's funny. I still remember the exact words. I said, uh, when we get to the hospital, they'll know what to do, which was just some words I pulled out of my back pocket. I think it made sense. And I actually think I patched up the job pretty well for however old I was, but I don't know. It's pretty much, it scarred me. Uh, it was the worst case scenario. Um, fast forward freshman year of high school, I was giving a presentation to the to my classmates. I was intimidated by them. I was new to the school, didn't have a ton of friends, and I had to give this like book presentation. I was very nervous. And when I got up, this is this is the this is the thing everybody fears. My tongue went completely dry. My mouth was so dry. Oh my gosh, I almost like would gag on my my mouth. Like there was no moisture. I was shaking. Uh, my hands was shaking. My foot was shaking. And I started to get like tunnel vision. Like it was just the worst thing in the world. It was mortifying. And I was standing there knowing this was happening to me, thinking everybody is is w- witnessing me crumble, like literally crumble. And they're going to they're gonna hate me. They're going to, you know, all this stuff is just mortifying. So that happened. I lived, you know, nobody hated me. It was fine. But Still, it was your worst fear. Um, So I'd I'd given other little speeches. Well, not speeches, but I'd done other little things like for church, maybe like a a reading or maybe even some little sermons, stuff like that. Um, So I did uh, the reading stuff. I would breathe heavily in between words. Like I would be so nervous and I would read and I would know that like, oh my gosh, like I have to take a freaking breath between every word because I'm nervous, you know, and I, everybody can hear that. And I hated that. And I would like choke on a word sometimes, you know, when that happens, when you just like, like halfway through a word, your throat just like goes and you have to say it again. And I don't know. And everybody knows it, whatever. 
So not a good history with it. Always very afraid of it and always the same feeling. This is the feeling. I always agree to these things because I think I'm generally like an opportunist or something. I don't know. I just like, I like challenges. So if somebody says, hey, you want to, I'd be like, yes, I'll do it. But then immediately after there's the regret and the nerves leading up to the event. And you're just so darn, like you just want more than anything to like take this cup from me, you know, like, please, I do not want to do this. But unfortunately, most speaking engagement type things are things you have to do, like things that it's a super duper dick move to bail out of. Like if you agreed to do something, they're counting on you and you get more nervous the closer it gets, which means the harder it is to, you know, call in sick and have somebody else like cover for you or whatever. But anything like that, man. And and you're just passing the burden off to someone else when you do that. So it's this weird thing where like, you know, you have to do it and you know, you're going to do it. And it's a mountain that you have to climb. And then you just want, you want more than anything for it to be over right now. You want to snap your fingers and it to be over it's just pain and suffering. And then when it's over, you feel great. And you feel like, oh, I could do that again every time. But then it's, it's rinse, repeat. Every time it's rinse, repeat. It's like dread, 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 dread. Oh, it didn't go so bad. Well, I have some experiences that it did go so bad, but for the most part, it goes all right. And then you're inspired and you're like, oh yeah, I conquered that. Do it and do it again. Someone else asks you and enough times passed, you forgot the pain, you agree to it again and rinse, repeat. That's that's my story is just fearing the public speaking, dreading it, doing it, it going all right to pretty, it going bad to well. I've had all the experiences in between and then being like, yep, sign me up again when enough times passed and just rinse, repeat. And I kind of thought that this will never go away. And there was a Laracast snippet one time or something where Jeffrey Wade talks about his uh, relationship to public speaking and giving Laracon talks. And he talked about how he gets super nervous before him. And I was like, that's so good to hear that somebody who's given these talks before does really well, dreads them and gets like super nervous every time. And then experiences the same cycle. Like that really helped me a lot. Um, so anyway, I, I also was like a worship leader guy at a summer camp um, because I don't know, I've played guitar my whole life and sang, so it's just kind of natural. They fit you into that so that, you know, because you're the guy, you know, and I really enjoyed it. And um, so from a pretty early age, probably, I don't know, middle school and high school, maybe like, what what age is that? Let's say 15 years old. I was probably bleeding worship every weekend. But early on, I would get just as nervous as uh, just as nervous as the, as the speaking stuff. Um, but I did it so much that, you know, like, uh, it's, it's my grain of sand version of the, the Beatles, how they, you know, got really good cause they played in pubs like every day, all day. Um, so for me, it was like, I did it so much that I got really comfortable with it, but there was one tactic that really helped me a ton. And I think this is a, a precursor to how I'm, how I'm good with public speaking now, how I'm not scared of it anymore. Um, I realized that, okay, if I sit in a chair on a stool, I can play guitar and sit on a stool. Most people don't, but I can do that and it won't look too weird. And I can close my eyes because, you know, you're leading worship. Everybody thinks like, oh, he's so into it, but really I could close my eyes and just get in my cocoon. And so if I could close my eyes and sit on a stool, I would be in my comfort zone. I would make the experience comfortable for me. And then I could do it in front of anybody. And that was true. Like it scaled. It really did. Like I could lead worship in front of tons and tons of people. And I got to that point and I still am at that point. Um, if I needed to do it today, I haven't done it in a while, but I, I'm sure I could just pick up a guitar, go in front of a lot of people and play a song and it would be fine. Um, so I got to the point that was really good, but those, those, that experience didn't translate to public speaking. 
anytime I had to public speak, it's like, well, the guitar thing, you hit the play button and just go. Like I like playing, I get into it. So it just works. But the speaking thing, like, man, it's just, it's focus. Like it's people staring at you and you're talking. Like it seems way more zoomed in or, or personal or close or whatever. Uh, so, you know, even after being really comfortable on stage playing guitar and whatnot, um, I, uh, where am I after being really comfortable on stage, I, I had to do a couple speaking things. Like I spoke to the parents of camp counselors once, and I did like a sermon once on a weekend or something. Um, and I was mortified for those. It was the same thing, mortified and they went pretty good, but I was so nervous and yeah. So, and then with the Laracon stuff and with, uh, like a, some code conferences, I, I want, I knew this is what I wanted to do. I knew from when I started getting into this and watching other people's talks, I knew that it was in my, my path was to be a conference speaker. And I just, I, I sort of knew that I had to do it, but I was putting it off. So I made a plan and I was like, okay, this was, I don't know, three or four years ago. I was like, all right, next year, I'll give a talk at a small time conference. I'll I'll do a meetup talk. Then I'll do a small conference talk. Then I'll apply for Laracon. And it all got expedited because somebody called me, uh, Matt Machuga. He was like, hey, we need a speaker for Eerie Day of Code. We only have two weeks. Can you do it? And, you know, I was like, hell yeah, put me in. And it actually was kind of great because I only suffered for two weeks, but I suffered, definitely suffered and gave the talk and whatever. Um, So yeah, I'll talk about that. That's kind of my history with public speaking just to kind of demonstrate I don't know how much I hate it and have hated it my whole life. And it just scares the shit out of me. And it probably does you too. So hopefully you can relate to that. And now we'll talk about how I cured my fear and how that's, it's not like that anymore.